From Commander.com, welcome to the Tech Refresh Podcast, where we scour the internet to feature just the right digital news, gadgets, and stories to keep you up to date. Our promise is if you give us 30 minutes, we'll make sure you're the the in-the-know digital source for your friends and family. After an exhaustive nationwide search to find just the right digitally savvy show host, uh, they finally gave up and you got me. I'm Mike James, along with our distinguished panel of experts, starting with the commando content queen, Adelise Seligman. Welcome, Allie. Hello, hello. And our news director at Commando.com is Ben Bradley. Hi, Mike. And uh, we have the podcast princess. Everything having to do with podcasts goes through her as Cassie Taylor. Hey. Hello. Okay, so we're going to start with this week's news, and we're going to start with Allie. And it looks like Amazon is uh, is getting in the drug business. <laughs> that is true. Even deeper in the drug business. So Amazon Pharmacy is here. And, of course, Prime members can save big Here's how it works. You create what Amazon calls a secure pharmacy profile. You add info about your health insurance, medical issues, allergies, any prescriptions you're currently taking, and then you can order your medicine right there and get it to your door. Now, the Prime member perks, of course, free two-day shipping on orders. The real bonus, though, are the discounts. Amazon says that Prime members can save up to 80% off generic and 40% off brand name medications when paying without insurance. There will be all kinds of generic and brand name drugs. Uh, CNBC says this will include insulin, which is huge, steroid cream, metformin for controlling blood sugar, migraine medicine. Of course, there will be some things you won't find, like strong painkillers. This is available this week in 45 different states. The states not offering this yet are going to be Hawaii, Illinois, Kentucky, Louisiana, and Minnesota. Of course, Amazon says they plan to expand there, too. And it will accept most, in quotes, insurance plans and give customers the option of speaking to a pharmacist for advice. This is a big change for the medicine world, prescription world. Is it just me or is, is there still a stigma about buying drugs online or would you buy drugs through Amazon? I mean, it sounds kind of weird. I buy, you know, ibuprofen. Yeah. Uh, Tums. Okay. Yeah. I don't maybe know. it's it, just me. It's a little much for me. I think one company is telling you all your stuff. They want to sell you food, and now they want to sell you your medication. It's uh, it's a lot yeah, for one place. They're taking over. All right, so Pluto TV had a little problem, Ben. Yet another data breach, this time involving a popular streaming service, as you mentioned, Pluto TV. If you haven't heard of it, it's a free service where you can watch TV shows with ads, and it's got about 30 million or so subscribers. Well, those numbers tend to make things popular among hackers, and last week a group called Shiny Hunters posted a database to the dark web with what appears to be about 3.2 million Pluto TV user records. Details like usernames, email addresses, IP addresses, birthdays, hashed passwords. Now, while Pluto TV, at least at this point, hasn't confirmed the breach, the website Bleeping Computer has determined email addresses involved are tied to Pluto TV accounts even though the most recent records are about two years old. So you can find all of these details at commando.com, but regardless of when Pluto TV acknowledges the breach, don't wait for confirmation. If you're a subscriber, change your password now. If you use that password on any other accounts, change those too. Yeah, and if you use a credit card to get the Pluto TV, uh, you probably want to get a new credit card number. Viacom bought Pluto TV earlier this month, so they're going through a lot of changes. They paid $340 million, and it seems like they got... <laughs> 
they bought it, and then all of a sudden they're running into these uh, these problems. All right, Twitter launched a uh, new story option for everyone, and Cassidy, tell us about it. So time is fleeting, and so is Twitter. And this is not new entirely. We had this teased earlier in the year, but basically now it is fully launched for global use, and it is called Twitter Fleets. Now these fleets fleet away. They're basically tweets like the story option on Instagram and Facebook. After 24 hours, they delete themselves. The idea behind it is so that users can express more casual thoughts and feelings while also concerning themselves less with saying something profound or racking up likes and retweets. Fleets started rolling out a couple days ago on Android and iOS and should be available for everyone, if not already, within a couple of days. And at the basic level, it's the same thing we've seen on every other social media site. And no one wanted it. And here we are. So what about Twitter? I mean, is this something that you would use or do you even bother with Twitter? I have a Twitter, yeah. But I don't – I'm not a public Twitter user. I just have a Twitter with my friends that I've had since high school. I really go on it on Bachelorette Tuesday nights and that's about it. (laughs) Nice. All right. So uh, Chrome, there's an update to Chrome. And Allie is going to tell us about it. There is. If you use Chrome, especially on an older computer, you know just how much memory it uses. And if you're on a laptop, you know how much battery it uses, especially if you're like me and you have way too many tabs open. There is a new update, and Google says it represents the largest gain in Chrome performance in years. How? Well, one way is by prioritizing the active tab you're in and not all those other ones you have open. They say that this reduces CPU usage up to five times, which is huge, and can add an hour and 15 minutes to your battery life on a laptop. Again, really big. So the browser will also launch 25% faster and load pages up to 7% faster. There are a couple handy new features, too. There's tab search. It's exactly what it sounds like. You can see a list of all your tabs and search for the one you're looking for, even if you have them open across different windows, which is really handy if you, you know, uh, aren't so good at the tab management like uh, me. There's also a new security shortcut. You can type certain commands directly into the search bar. Uh, One example is delete history. You type that into the search bar and you get a handy little pop-up right there where you can delete your search history. Chrome auto-updates by default, and if you restart your browser, you'll probably get it. If not, it is worth checking to make sure you're on the latest version. So uh, I know you did a story a while back about the Microsoft Edge, and you had switched to Edge. That was probably, I don't know, a couple months ago, a month and a half ago? It was, yeah. I've been using Edge for a while. I like it. It's it's really the same experience as Chrome. It's built on the same back end. Now that Chrome is faster, I suppose I could switch back, but... At this point, I don't really see the use, given that I'm all settled into Edge. But who knows? Maybe uh, Chrome will end up better in terms of performance, and then I'll have to switch back. And Alexa, my favorite little helper, has a new feature. Yeah, coming back to Amazon, if if you've been wondering if Alexa has had more to say than usual, you're right. The Amazon Assistant has been getting a few upgrades, and now engineers are hopeful Alexa will be able to guess what you're about to ask. <laughs> A smart assistant now with the side of ESP. The whole idea is to make interacting with Alexa as natural as interacting with another person, and that requires sophisticated algorithms. And okay, I don't mean Alexa's going to hear your random thoughts and out of the blue reply to your inner monologue or anything like that. But let's say you ask how long it takes to to cook something. 
Alexa will answer and then ask a follow-up question like, do you want me to set a timer? Or if you ask your Echo Show what the weather is like, you might get a follow-up asking if you want to see a live view from a nearby outdoor camera, things like that. So this might be something you really like or something you really don't. And it's not perfect. You know, a few, I tested it out a few days ago. I asked for the high temperature you know, Alexa answered, then asked if I wanted to hear a list of funny gift ideas. <laughs> wow. I have had that same experience. I I don't like when my Alexa keeps trying to give me more information. I want what I want. Set a timer. Um, tell me the weather. I don't want more. And probably the thing you're going to guess for me is just going to annoy me. Um, usually I, when I get back the, was this helpful? I, no. No, please stop. (laughs) Yeah, my response always to Alexa is, it's seriously a problem. It's caused fights in my house because I tell Alexa to shut up. Like I just (laughs) scream. I'm like, shut up. And my mom would look at me like, don't be so mean to her. And I'm like, she's a robot and she's not listening to me. She's keep talking and I need her to stop. I would love to listen back to your Alexa recordings. I'll find them for you and I'll make a mix track. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've noticed that uh, recently, too, and it is very annoying. SpaceX has a NASA crew, Cassie. SpaceX recently launched and landed at the International Space Station. All of that's great. They sent up three astronauts from um, NASA and then one from JAXA, which is Japan's version of NASA. And the best thing about this was the cutest little stowaway ever. And this is tech related because he had a very important job. So that being said, uh, the best part was the child plush doll from The Mandalorian or Baby Yoda. And not only are the videos adorable of this plush Baby Yoda just floating around in space because that's what we needed in 2020, they also are known to take plush dolls into space because they actually serve a very important uh, role there as the zero-G indicator. Basically, when they hit uh, zero gravity, these are indicators that are like small objects that are allowed to float freely around the cabin to confirm that the spacecraft has entered lower gravity. So in the past, they've brought a sequin dinosaur named Tremor on the first flight of an American spacecraft carrying NASA astronauts launching from U.S. soil since the space shuttle completed its final mission in 2011. And uh, back in March of 2019, the A-plush doll of Earth was on board an uncrewed test flight. And according to a tweet from SpaceX CEO Elon Musk, it was, quote, super high tech. End quote. <laughs> Cassidy, what stuffed animal would you bring to space? <laughs> I don't know. I oh, think I'd yeah. go standard teddy bear, you know? Would you go to space, though? I mean, you got to get that out of the no. way first. Would, would you go to space? <laughs> then you decide. You wouldn't go to space? What doll would you bring? Teddy bear. I'd go teddy bear. Just maybe my childhood teddy bear. Just a little blue guy. Does it have to be stuffed? I mean, could it be... Like my Captain Picard little statue? (laughs) No, I think the idea is that it has to be something that can hit things and not potentially break them. That's why they go for the plush doll. Could we take Teddy Bear with an Alexa stuffed inside it? (laughs) We've got lots more to come. Uh, The Scam of the Week, a quick tip, and this week's deep dive into holiday shopping. And it is that time of year already, coming a little early. 
Uh, we also have brand new or not true and a quick tip for you next on the Tech Refresh podcast from commando.com. We are back on the Tech Refresh podcast from commando.com. And before we get to brand new or not true, we have a quick tip we want to share with you. And that's Allie. All right. I looked this up and it blew me away. Guess how many people use Gmail? You don't have long to guess. It's (laughs) 1.5 billion. Wow. There are so many Gmail accounts. So there's a good chance you lovely listeners might use it. And I know that my co-hosts do. So a couple quick Gmail tips. Did you know you can send an email in confidential mode? You can. You don't have to enable any settings. It's just right there. So confidential mode means that you set an expiration date. And after that date, when the person opens the email, they will just get a message that says this is expired. Um, They also won't be able to forward, copy, print, or download the email. To do this, when you make a new email, there's a little icon at the bottom that shows a lock with a clock face on it, and that's where you set the expiration. So if you want to pretend that you're James Bond, go for it. You can also make the recipient get a text message with a passcode to open your email, which just seems like a fun way to uh, troll your friends. Now, a more useful tip, this is one that I legitimately use this every single day, and that is undo send. I've talked about it before on the radio show with Kim. It's awesome. If you're not using it, you need to. Uh, It's one of those things you need to set up before you need it. So go into the settings menu, and then under the general settings, it says undo send, and you can change the time from 5, 10, 20, or 30 seconds. That means a full half a minute where you can say, oh, I didn't mean to send that, and you can get your email back. So it's a little built-in delay. And it's super handy. I love that feature. I use it all the time. I set it to 30 seconds. I'm not sure if it works with the calendar or not, too, but I think it does. Um, It is time now for America's newest national game show sensation where you can play and guess, is it brand new or not true? Every week, literally thousands of new products, sites, apps, and services are announced in the technology world. Some are destined for greatness, others not so much. Oftentimes, the products sound so crazy, outlandish, and just ridiculous. You sit back and think, what were they thinking? Before you know it, we've created another tech millionaire. When playing Brand New or Not True, we're going to present you, the home listener, with three products, sites, or ideas, and it's up to you to decide which of the three is brand new, and through the process of illumination, one of the three is not true. So it's time for our first product with Cassidy. Our first product is the Quirky Egg Minder, and it solves the question as old as time itself. Why can't I connect my egg tray to the internet? <laughs> and it, it it was made in partnership with GE. This thing syncs to your smartphone and sends you a push notification when you're on the verge of being eggless. There are LED lights in the tray itself to tell you which of its 14 eggs nearing their expiration date that you need to replace. And it's only about $13 on Amazon at the moment, which isn't so bad compared to some of the other gadgets in the world. And its reviews are mixed, but I will tell you I did order one. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I got that. The Egg Minder uh, for $13. Ben, your product. Hang on, I'm uh, ordering that right now. (laughs) Taking a picture of your dog isn't always easy. They won't sit still and... You know, they don't know they're supposed to be looking at your phone's camera. 
Trying to take a selfie with your dog takes it to another level. That's why you need the Pooch Selfie. It's a pet selfie tool that clips to the top of your smartphone with sophisticated technology and a patent-pending clip with a colorful tennis ball attached to it. So not only will your dog look at the phone, it'll appear as though they're looking right at the tiny camera lens on the front or, front or back of your phone. But wait, the tennis ball also detaches from the smartphone accessory, so you can use it as a real dog toy. It even squeaks for maximum attention grabbing. Now, while the attachment is designed to work primarily with iPhones and Samsung phones, it's still compatible with most other phones, and you can get it for nine ninety nine. Okay, <laughs> the the pooch selfie for nine ninety nine. Very good price. I like that. Allie, go ahead. We've had some bargain products. Mine is a little higher end. So there are all kinds of apps out there to help you manage your wardrobe, and even more that tell you about the weather. But Breeze and its new wardrobe system does both. Breeze pairs smart hangers with an easy-to-use app to help you figure out what to wear based on the weather and your preferences. Here's how it works: When you get Breeze, you connect the hub to your Wi-Fi. The hangers use low-frequency Bluetooth to communicate with the hub and with the Breeze app. You open up the app, answer some questions about where you live, then you start taking photos. One of each item you'll be hanging on a smart hanger, and you answer a few quick questions about them. Then you hang each item on its designated hanger and put them in your closet. Every morning, you open up the app and you ask Breeze to help you get ready. The hangers for each item Breeze recommends for that day will light up, and the more info you give and the longer you use it, the more it can predict what you want to wear. If you're worried about laundry day, don't worry. Breeze has a quick pairing mode to get everything back in the closet. It does take some work up front, but after that, getting ready is a breeze. The starter pack includes the Breeze Hub along with 50 hangers, and it's $149. If you want more hangers, a pack of 25 is 29 bucks. How many hangers does it come with? It comes with 50. I'm gonna need like 200. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you're gonna have to take the add-on pack. Does it include shoes that you're gonna wear, or do you have to pick out your own shoes? You're going to have to pick your own shoes, oh, sadly. Bummer. Bummer. Okay, so we have the egg minder. Uh, egg minder, which tray, which holds 14 eggs. That's one of the, one of the things I, I didn't get about that. I would think it would be 12 eggs. Why 14? I guess maybe a couple from the last time. I don't know. But I think the egg minder is probably the most likely, as Ben said. That, you know, people could use that. Uh, the selfie, po- the pooch selfie uh, with Ben. Uh, I'm sure people would love that. You know, find time for their dogs. It was cheap though, nine ninety nine, right, Ben? That's right. Yeah, I think to develop that, it would cost more than that, unless it's a, like a piece of plastic, just a clip. Um, all right, so the breeze is going to help you figure out what to wear. I think the pooch selfie is probably more likely true as a cheap product than the Breeze for 150 bucks, hangers and everything, figuring out what to wear just by the weather. Not sure if that's going to be a big seller or not. So I'm going to go with the true products are the Eggminder and the pooch selfie, and I'm going to say the Breeze... Uh, what to wear app is the false product. Is that your final answer? It is. Congratulations, Mike. Uh-huh, <laughs> We're not doing our jobs. Wow. Uh, okay, so uh, Ben, tell us more about the pooch selfie. It's real. I didn't know until I went looking for it, but yeah, it's it's plastic clip. 
you attach the uh, the tennis ball to it. You can make it squeak, and you know your dog will just sit there. Made in China, wow, for ten bucks. I mean, how could you go wrong? And then Cassidy, the egg minder. What? Tell us more about that. Well, it has terrible reviews, first of all, but it is a real product on Amazon. Um, we're talking like a two and a half star rating because no one thought about this. It runs off of a computer chip and AA batteries, and you have to replace AA batteries quite frequently. Mm-hmm. They're also being stored in a fridge, so Wi-Fi connectivity is hard because a fridge <laughs> in a metal box. Not, you don't in say. a metal box. Um, but I'm not going to lie. Uh, I kind of convinced my better half to order one since he eats eggs every single day. Just to say, like 13 bucks. It's also non-refundable. Oh, wow. And that should be a red flag in and of itself. But yes, no, I'm going to let you know. I'll review it in like two weeks and get back to you. Awesome. It's like, so, hey, can you, you know, add this to your next pharmacy order? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that concludes this week's edition of Brand New or Not True. Thanks to our distinguished panelists. And uh, coming up next, we're going to take a look at uh, Deep Dive. We're going to take a look at holiday shopping. It is that time of the year already. Seems like it's starting earlier than ever. Uh, What are the changing trends of holiday shopping this year? And that's next on Tech Refresh from Commander.com. Welcome back to Tech Refresh from Commander.com. Every week we give you the inside scoop on what's going on in tech so you're in the know and the source of tech information for your friends and family. Every week about this time we take an in-depth look into issues that affect the technology lifestyle. And this week we take a look at holiday shopping. Well, here we are one week from Black Friday. And right now during a routine year there would be buildup. You'd have pre-sales. You'd have brick-and-mortar stores kicking things off on Thanksgiving Day, more Black Friday sales online, discounts on Cyber Monday, all that. But there's nothing routine about this year. So holiday shopping has changed, and it may be forever. You know, Amazon moved Prime Day from July to October, making it basically the unofficial kickoff to Black Friday as a season as opposed to an extended holiday weekend. All these other stores had to answer because retailers – no, it's different. The big stores are going to be closed on Thanksgiving. When they open, you're going to have you know smaller crowds with big social distancing guidelines, and people might be spending less anyway. So the big push this year, more than ever, is online shopping over a much longer period of time. So as far as the rest of you, are you looking for the deals now, or are you shopping around the usual time frame on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, waiting to see how low prices will go? You know, I'm always a shopping procrastinator. I've never been, you know, the person who has all my Christmas presents ready and wrapped uh, mid-November or even mid-December. So I understand um, why people are shopping earlier this year. I get it. You don't want the good stuff to sell out. You want the deals. But I haven't started Christmas shopping. And honestly, I don't see myself starting for a little while. I'm just... I'm just not ready. I at least have to wait till after Thanksgiving. This is something that is hard for me because when I need something during the year or I want something during the year, I just get it. And that's kind of common across my entire family. So we don't open Christmas presents. Like we don't have that anymore. We've all grown past that. The only people who get Christmas presents in my family anymore are the grandkids and, you know, my siblings, cousins, and they're all there 
tiny humans that wander around. And like even like the one tiny human in my life, um, my sister is given away a huge dollhouse that she had as growing up because she's just not using it. So I'm just going to put a bow on it and re-gift it to another kid. <laughs> so with holiday but that's so shopping, much cooler and better than, you know, some junk you buy on yeah. the Internet. I'm just I'm not a huge shopping online or even in a store kind of person. The most dangerous thing to me is Target. And I thought if I, you know, started doing online Target pickup orders, I would be able to avoid the impulse buys. And it doesn't work. So basically, (laughs) and since living in Phoenix, oh, my goodness, I can order something at 8 a.m. on a Sunday and have it on my doorstep by one. Why do I need to wait for anything? Why do I need to wait for anything or any deals when I can have literally every movie ever made on my phone right now? I've started now. You know, I've, I've, I've shocking got, no one. I've got oh yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, okay, I, I'm like Cassidy in that when I need something, I get it through the year. I just okay. I mean, everybody knows it. My family, everybody knows it. But I, I still treat Christmas as a as a pretty big deal. And I've I've got two boys. You know, one's in college, one's in high school now. But so they they don't have as much on their list anymore. It's just you know money, pretty much. That's what they want. But I still get things for, you know, my wife or my mom. And I'm going to try to shop early because one thing to keep in mind that I didn't mention, because everything is going to be, there's going to be so much more online shopping this year than any other year. Just imagine what the shipping services are going to be like a mm-hmm. couple of weeks before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be delay after delay. I'm just, you know, maybe not, but just with how much people are spending online, it's just going to be chaos. That's what they're banking on. They're hoping you think that. <laughs> right. I usually push it off till the very last minute as well. And then usually it's uh, a trip to Target to pick up some Amazon gift certificates and then I'm <laughs> done. All right. So that brings us to the scam of the week. And Cassidy, tell us about it. Well, speaking of online pharmacies, uh, something to keep in mind, especially with COVID-19 and the flu season coming up pretty much now um, there's a lot of fake medication out there. So make sure you're double checking online. A couple things to watch for. These scams are everywhere. Um, but some ways to make sure that you have the right meds in front of you that are real is any real pharmacy will have a license that you can see. Uh, some meds that some red flags, I should say, that you should look out for is if the meds are way cheaper than they should be than any competitor. Also, if there's a medication that you are pretty sure you would need a prescription for because it's that powerful, probably not real. So we have a huge article over at commando.com that you should go check out. And it is filled with tons of tips on how to make sure that you are getting the right medication online, that it is real, not a scam, all that fun stuff. There's no one fix-all for COVID yet, so that should be your biggest red flag. There's no cure. So if any medication is marketing that it can cure the flu or COVID, none exists. All right. Up next, we had this great call on the Kim Commando show this past weekend. Uh, We just did the brand new or not true, but this is kind of a different version of it. It's fun, and it's next on Tech Refresh from Commander.com. 
Welcome back to Tech Refresh on Commander.com. And every week we try to end with a fun story or funny story or this week a funny call that happened on the Kim Commando Show this past weekend where, well, you just take a listen. Paul in beautiful Colorado Springs. Hello there, Paul. Hi, Kim. It is an honor to speak with you. First, a longtime listener, first time caller. Oh, thank you. And one thing, one very nice thing about hearing your voice like this is that we hear it quite often on our local, one of our local radio stations and TV stations. And my question is, is that something that you do the established way that they, that you call in or somehow they, they connect and you read the ads? Or is this something like the, uh, for instance, Jim Cantori on the Weather Channel? He obviously doesn't have time to sit down every 10 minutes and, and do the local weather for thousands of stations. So they're... Somehow they have an AI, I would guess, sure. that yeah. plugs his, na- his voice into the system. And, I mean, that's something that supposedly has been coming for a while. And I just wanted your, your thoughts on it, first of all, to see how it happens. If, yeah, you know, I mean, you are the digital goddess, so right. it, however I mean, you do it is fine sure. with me. And, I mean, and, and it's, it would make absolute sense. And I'll, I'll tell you, you're so astute because we are coming out with a program that we've been working on. Well, it's actually been in development for several years. It's called the Communicator. okay? Jeremy and John are IT geniuses. They've been working on it in their spare time. And it's really short for the Commando Communicator. So here's what's happened. You know, I'm on over 400 radio stations. That's And they all want customized promos and spots and IDs and things like that. But this communicator is really brilliant. It listens to me on the air. It isolates all of my words and my tone and my cadence. And it breaks it up into vowels so it can adjust my pitch and cadence. So you can't even tell that it's really like AI. So, for example, when your station, KRDO, sends an email or calls and says they need a custom spot or promo. Mike types it into the Commandocator. That's a copyrighted name, by the way. And we're not quite ready for prime time yet because on the first pass of the AI, it doesn't sound all that good. Here, take a listen. I'm America's Digital Pro. King Commando. Don't miss my show. This Saturday. From 1 to 4 p.m. on News Radio KRDO. Okay. So what we do is we have to put it through a second pass. So it gets a little bit better. Here, listen. I'm America's Digital Pro, Kim Commando. Don't miss my show this Saturday from 1 to 4 p.m. on News Radio KRDO. Okay. Now, the third time, it's really hard to tell that it's not me. You know, just doing it. Take a listen now. I'm America's yeah. Digital Pro, Kim Commando. Don't miss my show this Saturday from 1 to 4 p.m. on News Radio KRDO. So we have this game called Brand New or Not True. Do you remember we used to play that on the show every week and then we put it on hiatus, but it's coming back as a podcast. And that's where we would tell you about products. And it was up to you, Paul, the listener, to decide whether or not that was a real product or a fake product. It was a lot of fun. So, oh, wow. So I've just described this communicator for you. And you've heard the samples of this artificial intelligence. So tell me, Paul, is the communicator brand new in technology? Or is this something that is just totally phony and not true? I would say it's, it's real. I mean, it's, I could say if you'd said that the technology has been around for a while, I would have thought Star Trek. But I would say it's real. 
Well, Paul, I hate to tell you that there is such technology, but we cannot afford it on our budget. It's not true. But there is such thing as deep fake audio. And so you're actually on the right path. So we have deep fake videos where they have, you know, they're making people do things that they don't do. But with deep fake audio, they're kind of doing the same thing. Meaning if they, if a, if an artificial intelligence computer algorithm can hear, they say about three to five minutes of somebody's voice, they can make that voice sound like something else. So since we're not in that stratosphere, what happens, Paul, is that they, these, all these various stations, they email Mike or myself copy. I I cut the copy. Uh, Mike mixes it up, and then Mike sends it off. Each and every single one of them. Well, I'm sorry that I didn't get that quite right, but I am still glad to know that when I hear you, I am hearing you. That's right, and it is not me. not some magic machine. So, how about Paul as a consolation prize? We'll send you an official Kim Commando Show ball cap. Wow! Excellent. Hey, wow, I really thought he was going to get that, the commandicator, but maybe, you know, maybe we'll come out with a commandicator and who knows, maybe we predicted the whole future. I don't want to admit this, but I was listening to the show and I sent a, a message to Jeremy, um, who works with us, and said, wait, did I miss something? What is this? At the very beginning of the call. And then after maybe 10 seconds, I said, I just got tricked. Never mind. Please ignore me. Pretend this never happened. <laughs> I think Jeremy and John could build it. I really think we could actually make it. I think. I so don't too. know how many trials we'd have to go through, but if we if we master the AI or tech, I don't know what it takes to make that happen. I. I know. mean, I think at this point you can just download some deepfake software. Or whatever, we'll figure it out. Can we right, work on the name a little it. bit? It's kind of a mouthful. Commandicator. I thought that was a great name. It's clever. Just a lot. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast, heard exclusively on the Tech You Should Know podcast from Commander.com. If you haven't already, make sure you click and subscribe to this podcast so you get the very latest delivered automatically every Friday with Tech You Should Know. And that also gets you the special feature podcast, including this week's about a mystery hiker that died on the Appalachian Trail. Uh, if you'd like to comment about the podcast, good or bad, mostly good, Send us an email at podcasts at commando.com. Again, that's podcasts at commando.com. On behalf of Cassidy, Ben, Ali, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time. And for the latest digital news and articles anytime, go to commando.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. 